knows that now in the light, the vanguard is here and they will be polite. The roaring is stirring, the cult's getting brash. Our heroes must stop in the salt and dash. Hunt all the retalents and give them the blade. Civilization they're trying to save. Welcome to this episode of the Dungeons and Debuckles podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Kevin. Going around the table, Blake. Hi, I'm Blake, and I'll be playing... Excuse me, sorry. I'm feeling a little sick. Hopefully it's not the corona. I'll be playing Cinnamon, the Tabaxi Warlock. And John. I play Mimeo, a Dragonborn Cleric of Bacchus. And Shane. That's me playing Karatius, the warrior, I mean, the fighter rogue. And Hannah. I'm Hannah, and I'll be playing Leandro Fields, the tabaxi hunter ranger. All it's right. It's the same thing. <laughs> what what uh, subclass did you end up taking? Hunter. Hunter, okay. Yeah, that's because I was reading my, my character sheet because I'm not like... You know, I haven't been playing this character for two and a half years, and then she died. Um, so she didn't die. You're right; she didn't die. Definitely she went off to a horse to to build a horse farm, and as far as we know, she's the only surviving member. Um, uh, so I was reading it, and it says Hunter Ranger. So yeah, my brain just had a brain fart. <laughs> okay. So last time on Dungeons and uh, Debacles podcast um you had found yourself on your first mission to go to birth um which is a small sleepy little town uh in the country of marilash um there um you discovered at the sheriff's office that uh two people um were in jail there screaming um enraged trying to attack anything that they could um which was really strange considering one of them was an entertainer in the town and she had never exhibited any signs of this before the uh this stranger had uh, come into town and paid for her services um you also found out that day was the wedding day of the son of the mayor of birth here you went to a party um we're having a good time um Heradius had uh, made a good friend a dwarf named sam um a fight breaks out at the party and uh what originally appeared as some sort of like classes scuffle turned into a full-on um fracas as uh, you realized um, a lot of people here at this wedding party had been, I don't know if, if infected is the, the right word, but they all appear to be enraged as uh, similarly to the two people that you found in the jail cell in the uh, sheriff's office. Um, they started attacking you. You were able to subdue most of them you made your way inside the uh, mayor's house where you tried to barricade the first floor 
Um, that didn't work out too well as um, these townsfolk started streaming in through the windows and attacking you. You made your way to the second floor and to the mayor's bedroom where you tried to barricade yourselves inside. Um, that didn't work out too well. So you decided that you were gonna make your way out of the second story window here and try to get to the sheriff's office. You were able to make your way through the woods without uh, being attacked. Um, you were discovered by one of the, uh, the townsfolk, but uh, you were able to subdue them. And you made your way to where you think is probably the most safe and secure building in the town here, which is the sheriff's office. So you make your way inside. Uh, the room itself is probably about 40 feet by uh, 25 feet. Um, you run inside and the um, sheriff here, Sheriff uh, Stonetooth, uh, slams the door behind him and slides two uh, bolts across the door to secure it. Um, inside, um, Millie and the stranger who you had seen previously in the jail cells here are still here, still awake, and still screaming, and now they're screaming at you. Um, the mayor and his son take uh, the mayor's wife, Lady Haskins, and move her over to the corner. Um, still unconscious, currently bound up in rope, as she was uh, one of the people at the party that appeared to be uh, screaming and enraged and uh, attacking people. So that is where you find yourselves now, as the uh, deputy and the sheriff are barricading this door and going through and taking um, some uh, like burlap cloth that was here and nailing it up over the uh, the windows um, as they're doing that you can notice that um, the windows here um, are glass but on the outside of them there are uh, bars you look around the room and uh, it's a tidy little office there's a desk over here to the right um, you notice that there is a weapons rack to the uh, um, northeast here. Um, there's various uh, cudgels. There's a couple of short swords, uh, a couple of uh, long swords, and a uh, great axe. You also notice that there is a uh, couple of uh, barrels here. Um, you think probably contain maybe water. There are, if you look over to the left, uh, as you're looking at the jail cells, there are four cells here. Two of them are currently occupied. Uh, one's occupied with the uh, Millie and the uh, stranger in town. Uh, and they are separated by uh, empty cells. So Sheriff Stone Tooth says, uh, as he's uh, nailing up these uh, burlaps over the windows, he says, uh, well, uh, it'll keep anybody from looking in. I think the bars will keep anyone out. But that being said, I don't think anybody could uh, hear us in here with all these screaming going on. As he looks over to uh, 
the two people in the jail cells. They hand me the keys, I'll take him out. But I mean, like, tie him up. Uh, they see they're pretty secure for now, as long as you don't get too close to the bars. No use risking being attacked by one. I'm just tired of the screaming. So, uh, are you going to uh, try to open up these uh, cells and knock them unconscious? Uh, that was the plan. Okay. But he, he, is he going to give me the key? And he says, uh, so you're just going to attack them in their cells? Uh, more like grapple them and then just uh, put a rope around their mouths. Uh, well, I don't know how long we're going to be here, and I don't know how much of the screaming I can take. And uh, he walks over uh, behind his desk and opens up a drawer and pulls out a, a set of keys. And he goes over here to uh, Millie's cell and says, uh, so let me know when you're ready. On three. Three, two, one. And uh, he sticks the uh, the key in the cell. And uh, at this point, like um, Millie, this woman here, is like reaching out and clawing at him. And he's kind of got like his shield up, um, trying to... to, to deflect the bol- uh, blows as he uh, opens the cell door um, so he unlocks it and as soon as he unlocks it um, Millie here is like unnaturally strong and she pushes the bars open and it kind of takes you uh, and uh, the sheriff as well a little bit as a surprise as she's trying to burst out of these uh, these bars here so are you, you're trying to grapple her uh, yes Okay. Get into like a chokehold or something. Okay, give me an athletics check. 24. Yikes, okay. Um, she... <laughs> she got a two. <laughs> Real um, grappling hours. Okay, so you're able to, uh, to grapple her and, uh, um, the sheriff's gonna come in and he grabs a hold of an arm and uh, you're trying to uh, um, tie her up? Uh, yes. Okay, she is going to uh, try to bite uh, the sheriff here. And she does. Um, so as like, you, you've got like a hold of her and you're trying to like get behind her and the, uh, the sheriff here has got like a hold of one arm and he's trying to put it behind her back. And uh, she... Uh, just like wriggles and he's close enough to where she like bites uh, his ear. He's like, ah, and uh, you're going to see him like push her and uh, you up against the wall, but you're able to restrain her enough to where you can start tying her up. Are you going to try to uh, tie her? Yeah. Give me a survival check. I can find it. Starts with S. Uh, natural 20. Nice. Yeah. All right. So without issue, um, your Boy Scout skills come into play. And uh, you're able to uh, truss her up and uh, even uh, hog tire and put her on this cot. And uh, you take another piece of rope and some, uh, some blanket here. Uh, you rip part of it off and then uh, to like put around this rope 
uh, this hemp rope that you've got so you're not cutting your mouth and uh, you're able to tie it and the screams uh, here are reduced by uh, about 45% as she's what a time I'm going to start walking over to the the, uh, strangers one okay and uh, the sheriff says uh, same thing yes sir tell me when and he pulls out the key and sticks it in the lock and uh, this stranger here is uh, like clawing at you through the bars as the bars are wide enough to get a hand through Uh, I will yank it open and attempt to subdue him with my masculine prowess alright athletics check 13 alright so as uh, you try to grapple him um, this figure here, he's he's kind of wiry, um, not exactly like malnourished, but he's got like those like stringy strong muscles, and uh, he is able to push you back, and he um, burst out of this gel cell as it kind of takes both of you by surprise. Uh, he is going to try to attack you. Okay. All right, that is a 18 to hit. Uh, That will mess. Okay. So he uh, reaches out and tries to claw across your face. Sheriff Stonetooth is going to take his uh, shield and try to shove him uh, up against the wall here. I will help. Okay. Uh, Okay, so that's an 18 versus his contested. Oh, yeah, so... um, the sheriff takes his shield here and uh, shoves this uh, this man up against the wall. Um, give me a uh, another grapple check if you're trying to grapple him. Uh, you got it. Twenty three. All right. <laughs> he uh, critted, but it's still a twenty two. <laughs> All right. So uh, you're able to. Uh, Put this guy in like full Nelson, and uh, the sheriff here is going to uh, grab this length of rope that's already out on the floor. He's going to uh, try to tie this uh, man up. All right, so um, he takes this rope and ties this uh, this man's ankles together, and then takes that uh, piece of rope uh, that's left and pulls it up behind him all in uh, one length and then ties the uh, man's hands uh, behind his back attached to his feet. You're able to push him back into uh, his cell and uh, gag him with uh, no problem. Um, So you can still hear them like trying to scream through these gags, but uh, at least you can hear yourselves think in the room. Do you guys hear that? It's the sweet sound of muffled silence. That doesn't make any sense. The silence isn't muffled, it's their screaming that's muffled. It, it's not silence. Can you actually hear silence that... I don't... I think... That, we don't have time... Ta- we don't have time for existential crisis right now. Look, what are we going to do about this? Sheriff, what do you... Uh, what do you know about any of this? Are, are you not telling us something? I've told you everything that I know. I mean, everything started going downhill, I guess, last night. 
at the uh, at the tavern when uh, this man over here in the cell um, started attacking people. And then hours later, apparently Millie woke up in the middle of the night and started attacking the innkeeper and the other girls that live there. May I roll an insight check to see if I notice any strange body language, uh, like a certain twitch or something that he's lying? Sure. But maybe he's nervous. Five. Uh, uh, he seems like he's totally telling the truth to you. Well, what about this man, this stranger? He came from nowhere. Did you take a look at his possessions, perhaps, Sheriff? Uh, Maybe there is some kind of clue as to who he is or where he came from. No, um, the the pack that he did have is uh, over here in the uh, in the uh, evidence crate, and he walks over here by the armory, and there's this uh, like large um, um, iron strapped um, heavy wood like footlocker with a large lock on it and he takes a key from uh, his key ring and opens it up and inside um, you can see that there's like a uh, leather satchel, a coin purse, what appears to be like a bedroll. And he says, uh, uh, this is uh, what we found on him. I haven't gone through it because um, why would I? Sure. Uh you're more than welcome to take a look. Uh, quick question, Kevin. Uh-huh. Uh, Sheriff got bit on the ear by the by Millie, right? Uh, he, he did. Hey, Mew Mew, would you mind uh, helping out the sheriff here? He's uh, kind of missing a bit of his ear. Gladly. And uh, uh, he reaches up, the sheriff reaches up and, you know, puts his hand on his ear and pulls it away and there's blood and he's like, huh, didn't even... Uh, didn't even notice it with all the uh, excitement going on. These are exciting times. Uh, healing like word. Eight points. All right, so you uh, cast healing word, and he's like, ah, oh, what? Kind of tingled a little bit, and he puts his hand back up to his ear, and his hand comes away, and there's no blood where it's been healed. Well, I uh, thank you kindly there. Glad to help. Uh, I would like to inspect the possessions. Okay. So you look inside the uh, the footlocker here, and you go through the uh, the bedroll, and you open it up and shake it out, and uh, it just appears to be like a wool blanket. Nothing really special about it. You know, this is probably standard like traveling gear for someone um, out on the road. You open up the uh, leather satchel here, and it's uh, pretty nicely made. Um, it's probably about um, two foot um, deep, um, about a foot wide, and about eight inches thick. And uh, you open it up, um, sit it down on the table, and you start pulling stuff out of it. And you're going to find um, some rations in here of uh, bread and some dried meat and some cheese wrapped up in a cloth. You're also going to find a map of the region um, of uh, the surrounding area and birth. But what really takes you aback is uh, you start 
rummaging around in this and you pull out a um, an object that's wrapped up in uh, like this uh, dark vel- uh, black velvet um, you sit it down on the table and you open it up and it appears to be a large black broken claw covered in ruins the uh, claw itself is probably about uh, about 10 to 11 inches long uh, and it is broke um, towards the uh, probably three inches uh, from the tip broken in two uh, can I roll a religion check to see if I would possibly know like maybe an origin of it um, this would probably be more arcana or nature okay I'll attempt to uh, do an arcana check though I am untrained and have zero intelligence. well if you're untrained in arcana that you'll um, you'll probably need to do a nature check then Okay, I mean, I'm untrained in nature, too. Uh, 17 in nature. Um, even being untrained in it, um, you're like, yeah, that's pretty big damn claw. I can't really think of anything that would have a, a claw, claw that large, you know, that would be most things that you would see, like bears or, or whatnot. Um, can I do... Uh, like a some kind of like would I know that this is a, if this is a symbol of um, the Black Talons? Uh, you can take talons. a look at it. Uh, give me a red talons. You know what I meant. You could give me Arcana, Nature, or yeah. I don't. This wouldn't be a history thing. Nineteen. All right. Um, you think that this is probably a claw from some sort of probably like a, a wormling or young adult dragon? Um, I would. I, I'm gonna inform my my compatriots. Like this is from a dragon. This is from some kind of dragon. This is a big ass claw. Everything started with this man. He has to have something to do with it. Uh, does anyone know the amending spell? Maybe uh, mending this thing back together will uh, do something. Who knows? That would be far too convenient. Cinnamon is going to cast Detect Magic as a ritual and see if the claw or any other belongings are magical. Okay. Um, so you cast Detect Magic. You guys light up. You're going to see that the longsword that the... Uh, uh, the mayor's son has is magical, um, but you don't sense any magic coming from the claw or the coin purse or any of the other uh, belongings here. What about the stranger and Millie? Are they under the effects of any kind of magical? You sense a faint aura coming from both of them as you get closer to the to the cells. Okay. But it's faint. Nothing from the claw. Nothing from the claw. Well, time to reveal a bit of Mew Mew's um, backstory. As a self-trained war cleric of Bachmut with no real affiliation with a larger organization, he has very little skill with religion. <laughs> he got a six. <laughs> Um, what are you trying to so, glean? 
inspecting the claw to see if that's uh, part of any. <laughs> uh, I mean, not that you know of. Um, there's probably some, you know, you would think since you were sent here to look, you know, find out anything about the rail talons, you know, you're, whether it's right or wrong, you would be making some probably association or speculation that, you know, red talons, claws, dragons, you know, might have something to do with it, but you don't really have anything to back that up. Maybe he was using it as some sort of primitive dildo. I mean, got a prostitute. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, um, shoot, what was the person I picked? Maleki, what are you talking about? Yeah, I mean, got a prostitute first thing in town. I mean, it's the sort of thing you might do. We don't use that word here. The entertainers. That's disrespectful, uh, the sheriff says. This is always the religious folk who always have the brashest views, huh? I believe that entertainer is a perfectly fine word to describe what she does. That's absolutely fine. That does not change the fact that it is probably not what that was used for. Can we move on to other options? Well, uh, what are, what are we going to do now? We're kind of just like hold up here. Well, there is one thing I would like to try. Uh, but I will require a bit of rest and meditation. Uh, I can dispel the magical effects of certain spells and whatnot. Maybe it will have an effect on these two. It's worth a shot, no? Makes sense. I'll rest as well and try to prepare removal of curse. Uh, didn't Mew Mew cast uh, dispel magic? Uh, Somebody cast it. I think it. you tried, like, remove curse. I did try. No, I tried the spell magic, not remove curse. Oh, okay. Never mind then. That's already been tried. Yeah, Actually, you, no, you would know I that. Try, so. Tried to spell, maybe. I might not have been keeping careful track of my spell slots. Yeah, because I think... I didn't try to spell magic. Mew Mew I'll tried... I'll go ahead and try to spell magic on... Okay, uh, spell magic on Millie. Okay. That's the stranger. Let's go with the stranger. And what level are you casting it? Third? Uh, level three. Okay. Um, so you cast Dispel Magic, and um, you don't know if it worked or not. Um, Cinnamon, since you've still got... Um, how long does uh, Detect Magic last? Uh, it lasts for up to ten minutes. Ten minutes, okay. Um, so you've still got it up. Um, you would be able to see that that faint magical aura uh, is still there. Sadly, no effect. Oh, well. In that case, let me come in with Bothnet. Gonna go ahead and sit down and meditate and prepare the move curse. That'll probably take a long rest. Uh, if you don't have the spell slots. Well, no, I mean, it's because... Unless can remove curse be cast as a ritual, it cannot. So no, it'll take a long rest to um, prepare because it's um, not what. As a priest, you only have certain spells prepared. I think is how it works. Yep. Yep. So I don't have it prepared, so it'll take a long rest. Well, some of us are in a zombie apocalypse right now, so. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they start attacking, then I'll do what I have to. 
and uh, Deputy Poe speaks up and says, well, it doesn't look like we're going anyway anytime soon. You, Sergeant, you said you contacted the Vanguard, is that correct? Uh, yes, I, I have contacted the Vanguard. They told us, to, that's why they told us to hole up here. Hopefully they will be here soon, but I don't know what that's going to mean for your villagers. Did they, did they say how long it would take them to get here? I don't believe so, no. They just said soon. Well, I guess we might as well make ourselves comfortable. The sheriff says, uh, well, I, I'll uh, go get some uh, blankets. And he goes over to one of the uh, the crates, pulls out some uh, some rough wool blankets that look like uh, they were here to change out the uh, cots here in the uh, cells. And don't have no more cots unless you want to go and sleep on one of the cots there in the cells, but it's awful close to the uh, these two people here that are currently screaming through their gags. Probably can't avoid that sound anyway, but do what you want. The floor will do just fine for me. See, I'm finding her voice again. I knew it was there somewhere. Uh, I'm going to make my way over to the cot on the uh, to the south of Millie. And I'm going to stuff cotton in my ears. Okay. Um, the mayor's going to go and grab the uh, cot over here and pull it out and place his wife on it. Um, she currently still is uh, appears to be unconscious. She's breathing shallowly um, and and quickly. Um, the mayor um, comes over here and props himself up in the corner and uh, you see him like brushing the hair out of his uh, wife's eye. Tamara and Trevor are going to come over here on the uh, other side of the desk and uh, prop themselves up against the wall and cover themselves up with a blanket. The sheriff says, uh, well, I don't know how much I could, long I could stay awake all this strenuous work and the L didn't help. Uh, I think I'm going to have to close my eyes for a bit. Do we need to set up watches? I think perhaps that would be best. Yes, watches for sure. And um, perhaps uh, overlapping so that there are two people up at the same time. We have enough people for it. One of your guards, one of our people. Sounds like it's all the best. I'll take last, if you don't mind. Yes, get some rest. I'll take first watch. I'll take second. Third. Deputy Poe speaks up and says, uh, I'll take first watch with you. All right. So uh, first watch goes by uh, pretty uneventful. By the, the time that you got in here and everybody started settling down, it was probably about uh, 1.30 in the morning. Uh, second watch, pretty uneventful. Third watch, um, who's on third watch? Me. All right, so uh, you're on, uh, who else is on third watch? Uh, uh, probably, probably the son, right? Or his son. Yeah, all right, so uh, son's on uh, <coughs> third watch. 
it's uh, at this point probably about five o'clock in the morning you're starting to uh, see some uh, sunlight um, like a hint of it um, start warming the horizon um, when the mayor walks across the room and give me a uh, perception check uh, Heradius 20 alright so um, you hear um, the mayor get up and uh, he starts making his way over here to uh, one of the cells and there's a chamber pot over here in the cell that uh, everybody's uh, been using they've pulled up a a blanket and stretched it from the end of the cell over here so people can use it uh, with a little bit of privacy and you see him get up and start walking that way Um, and then you hear him like this like low growl and then you see him attack uh, Deputy Poe can I attempt to dash to intercept the uh, the strike? Um, no, because this is kind of a like surprise. So he's going to get an attack on uh, the sleeping deputy here. Okay. All right. So you see uh, the mayor uh, lunge for this uh, deputy who um, is basically like helpless. You see him like grab a hold of the uh, the deputy's face and start clawing at it. Um, he wakes up immediately because somebody's attacking him and uh, he's down on the floor and the mayor's like on top of him um, just screaming in his face at this point. Um, everybody's up now. But uh, Heradius, I'll let you go uh, first. What a time. Uh, I'm going to run over to him and uh, attempt to... Uh, grapple him off of Deputy Poe. Okay. Uh, give me an athletics check. Uh, 11. <laughs> it's funny that that's a crit fail and it's an 11. <laughs> <laughs> Real expertise hours. Uh, that's an 11. He is able... He's uh, wily and uh, you're trying to grab a hold of him and he's able to uh, twist uh, out of your grasp. Um, he uh, is going to turn and try to attack you, um, but as he leaps up, uh, the deputy's going to uh, like pull out his uh, cudgel and try to hit the uh, mirror in the back of the head. Ooh, that's a crit. Good time. Um, so he, uh, as the mayor lunges towards you now, uh, the deputy takes his cudgel and just square in the the back of the head um, hits the uh, the mayor and the mayor falls to his knees unconscious I will tie him up how much rope you all got <laughs> uh, I've got 60 feet you said that it takes about uh, six feet per person yeah that's right and I've only I've only wrapped up what four people right now are you chopping up your rope <laughs> no they're all tied together <laughs> The rope chain gang of uh, infected people. All right, so uh, you've got uh, the mayor and his wife, uh, who is uh, over here tied up. Um, he's tied up and unconscious. Um, the deputy 
So, oh, oh my God, uh, the, 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 I can't believe the man attacked me. He must, he must have what, what these other people had. Yeah, he's probably not the mayor anymore. How, 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 how did he become infected with whatever this is? Well, he was dealing with his wife. If this is transmitted via violence, then when she was attacking him, it would have happened then. That means the sheriff is in danger. Almost certainly. We should shove her in a cell and probably explain the same to the uh, to the sheriff. Quite so. So you think that I could have it because Millie bit me? That's my fear. Well, I, I, I think that you should probably put me in one of the cells then, as I could be a danger to all of you. And he's going to put down his uh, his cudgel and shield that he grabbed up when uh, he was woken. And he's going to put them over there in uh, the armory. And uh, he's going to hand the keys to you, uh, Mew Mew. This is quite reasonable of you. Word that you might resist. Well done, sir. Well, I mean, it's my job to protect the town here and all the people in it. And if that happens to me, I mean, you're all going to be in danger. And he walks into the the cell here and closes the uh, the door behind him. Now, if uh, you just lock me in there, let us know if we can do anything for your comfort, sir. Well, I uh, appreciate it. If uh, you could just hand me that blanket over there. Copper squat here All on the right. floor. So, any ideas of, I mean, how to fix this? Uh, let's see, this is in the third watch. Probably not done yet. So, I'm going to need to continue resting, dude. I don't need to continue resting, I. A blessing to remove curses. Then, when that happens, we shall see. I'm not really a praying man, but I'll pray for you this night. So, uh, he's going to crouch down, or squat down, and then lower himself to the floor and wrap himself up in a blanket. And uh, you see him, uh, you know, after a while, nod back off to sleep. So, uh, morning comes. You find some uh, rations here uh, that Deputy Poe pulls out of uh, some of these barrels. There's a uh, water barrel here, and uh, they've also got a uh, small wood fire cooktop. And he starts, uh, looks like he's uh, making some uh, bread here in a skillet. Some uh, it Looks like it's made out of uh, cornmeal and flour. Uh, it's, uh, it's not much, but... It's, uh, it's something. He makes enough for everybody and passes it out and then hands some uh, to Sheriff Stonetooth. Mew Mew, you are doing what? I am going to try casting Remove Curse on the stranger. Okay. Um, Started with him, I think. All right. So uh, what level are you casting it? Let's see. Remove Curse is a level three spell. Okay. We'll go ahead and cast it at level three. And is there a touch component to it? 
Yes. Brownies. <clears throat> All right. So uh, you take the keys to the cell and open it up. You walk over to <coughs> this uh, man who is hogtied and on this cot. And as you get closer, his eyes get wide and he struggles even more and the, the screams get louder through the gag as you uh, touch him and then say a prayer to uh, Bahamut to remove this curse. You cast the spell and for like a moment, he stops struggling and then he's right back at it trying now to like move himself off this uh, cot and onto the floor well sure that didn't work that's unfortunate and uh, you see Sheriff uh, Stonetooth who is watching this through the uh, other side of the bars here sigh so are we we out of options by by what do you what do you mean exactly by that what options are you speaking of well i mean he just did whatever he was trying to do and that didn't work so what now now i contact the vanguard again all right and she will try to contact the vanguard again okay so use the sending stone and uh what do you say um this is uh, Sergeant, Sergeant, right? Yep. Captain, Sergeant, Sergeant, Ca- Sergeant. All right. <clears throat> this is Sergeant Leandra. Um, just looking for an ETA on our assistance. Uh, things are not getting better here. About 30 seconds passes. And you hear the uh, voice of Captain Karn in your head. The forces have been mustered and they're on their way. Should be there within the next couple of hours. Um, is there anything we should do while we wait? Stay safe. Hunk it down. Stay where you are. Um, uh, just, uh, update on the situation. There seems to be some kind of touch or combat-related component to this, um, where if they, if they come in contact with you, you could be infected and it could spread to you. Um, our, the mayor here has also fallen insane thanks for the update um so i'll I'll let him know like hey guys it's we're looking at a couple more hours tops well they can't get here soon enough um says trevor as uh he's over here in the uh the corner um sharpening um this uh long sword that you know probably doesn't need it because or cinema knows this because it's magical so, is there anything else that you want to do right now? I'm chilling. Out of my hands. Mew Mew. Mm-hmm. Need a constitution saving throw from you, please. Yeah, that's what I figured. And I should have also prepared lesser restoration. But yes, constitution saving throw. If it's a disease, isn't he immune uh, to disease? I'm a dragonborn, not a dwarf. And not a paladin. But- Oh, I, I thought he was a paladin. I'm a goofball. All right. So uh, you have your breakfast, and uh, the uh, deputy here has uh, made some coffee. And um, you're all basically just sitting around in silence, just waiting for something to happen. Um, 
you can hear um, sounds outside of the town of screaming and destruction. Um, you take a peek out the uh, the burlap um, curtains that have been improvised here over the windows, and you can see that um, there's more buildings on fire. As you can see, black smoke um, rising from the town. Um, Mew Mew, um, you're starting to get like really irritated with this whole situation, and you. You're, you're not a person prone to just like get angry over something like this and you start feeling like this anger well up in you but it subsides after a few minutes oh dear friends I seem to be suffering bouts of irritability time for me to lock myself away as well so uh, I stay at least one crocodile away from me at all times <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you lock yourselves in a, uh, yourself in a, a cell. And I toss the keys out to uh, Leander. <laughs> Don't touch him. All right. So another hour goes by, and um, Deputy Poe is over here uh, making some more coffee. And then you hear this crock. Um, smash and you turn around and it looks like he's like thrown it up against the wall and there's coffee all over the wall and uh, he's holding this jagged handle from like this pottery uh, as he tries to uh, attack Trevor over here uh okay is he just getting a free attack before we can do it yeah because it's a surprise yeah for sure um so he is able uh to take this pottery crock and like stab uh, Trevor the side of the neck um, you see like not like blood gushing but like this blood kind of sprays um, and Trevor staggers back into his bride as the uh, the deputy here uh, jumps on top of uh, the mayor's son uh, at this point um, you hear screaming from the uh, the south here as apparently the mayor's wife has uh, woken up and she's struggling against these bonds and screaming um, I thought we put the uh, a muzzle on her oh did you gag her? okay um, so yeah, she's I, screaming through the gag um, so Heredius, Leandra, and Cinnamon. Cinnamon's the closest. Do you want to do, try to do anything, or are you stepping back from this? Um, yeah, I think Cinnamon's going to step back from this just a little bit. Leandra's so social distancing. going to move forward and try to smack him over the head with her quarterstaff uh, to knock him out. Okay, give me an attack. 21. Uh, that hits uh, for six damage. Uh, you smack him pretty good, but uh, uh, Deputy Poe here, he's uh, hes pretty stout. But he burnt the teapot. I'll smack him again. I have two attacks per round. Okay. Yeah, we're now level two scrubs. Uh, it's going to uh, miss. That's a seven. Okay, so I'm going to say someone help me knock this man out and, and get him contained. I can't. I'm locked in the cell. You're going to see uh, Tamara uh move over here to the side 
and she starts attacking uh, Deputy Poe with her fists. Uh, that's a twelve. That's that's going to hit. Uh, she does uh, one point of damage, May and I she go? starts uh, trying to punch uh, Deputy Poe here in the face. Oh, and Heradius also needs to give con saves. He's been grappling these fuckers all over. Uh, he ha- he hasn't been hit. Mm. Yeah, some of us can actually uh, not take damage. Yeah, roasted. <laughs> Some of us use stat points to uh, negate all aspects of the video game that we're playing. But uh, yeah, is it my turn? Yep. Mark, exclamation point. Exciting times. I'm going to uh, run over to the little armory thing here by the dude, grab a short sword, and uh, attempt to attack the deputy. Okay. Uh, believe that just be my strength modifier. You can use strength or dex. Yeah, I'll use strength. So, or no, actually, short sword's a dex weapon. Oh, is it? Yeah. I uh, thought it was the flexible. Type. Yeah, you can use either. Okay. It has, uh, it's just a piercing weapon, weapon, and I don't know most piercing weapons are dex based. So that'd be a uh, 16 to hit, right? That'll hit. And then damage is just uh, D6, right? Uh, yeah, plus your modifier. Yep, so five. All right. Uh, are you... Non-lethal. Okay. Um, you smack him with this uh, short sword, and uh, you see him, like, snarl at you. Uh, it's his turn now. He is uh, actually going to uh, claw at Tamara. Can I use my second action? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm just going to hit I, for- I forgot you get two attacks. Yeah, 15 to hit. Uh, that hits. Or six damage. Okay. Hey, hold uh- on. I'm going to actually, possibly, as a reaction. Oh, no, never mind. That's just a bonus to the attack, but not damage. Never mind. I don't do shit. Okay. <laughs> um... Poe here, after being uh, punched by Tamara, uh, reaches out and um, scratches her across the face and then grabs a hold of her hair and headbutts her. Uh, She is going to take... Wow. Uh, You see Tamara uh, collapse to the floor. Um, And then Poe is... uh, going to attack uh, Trevor again. Uh, that's going to miss. Alright. Uh, Cinnamon, Leandra. I'm going to hit him again with my quarterstaff unless Cinnamon wants to do something for once. Yeah. Oh, 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 Ooh. that cuts deep. That cuts deep. Cinnamon will, will go up and bash him in the back of the head with a the rear end of his dagger. Okay. Uh, 17 to hit. That hits for six damage, non-lethal. All right, you smack him pretty good in this, uh, you, blood starts uh, streaming down from the, uh, a wound in his, or uh, cut that's opened up in his scalp. Um, but he is, appears to be bent on uh, killing uh, Trevor here. Uh, Leander? Flank him, you fool. 20. Uh, that hits. For nine damage, non-lethal. Okay. 
Um, so you take your quarterstaff and clock him in the temple in this uh, like sweeping strike, and uh, he crumples to the ground. You're going to see Trent here, um, like start like shuffling his feet and pushing off, and puts his back up here against the wall, and you see him like grab his face, and um, he pulls his hand away, and there's like he's got these bloody scratches and a cuts opened up on his forehead and he's just like streaming blood and he starts freaking out calm down calm down uh we'll get you taken care of uh, he, um but he, first... he, he got he got he got me i'm uh, I, i'm next I, i'm i'm next I'm, uh... calm down the, the vanguard will be here soon all we need to do is tie you up if it's with your consent, it'll be significantly easier. <laughs> You're not going to tie me up. Uh, I'm going to dash him down and attempt to uh, get him to a chokehold to tie him up. Okay, he's going to start running as you try to uh, grapple him. Give me a uh, athletics check. I shall attempt to be athletic. 25. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh you're, uh, as he like tries to scramble uh, behind this desk, uh, he's still down on the ground. You're able to grab a hold of his boot and like pull him back and uh, like get on top of him as he's like on his stomach, like cr- uh, clawing at the floor, trying to get trying to get away from you. Yeah, I'm gonna shove my uh, my knee into his back to hold him in place and uh, uh, attempt to manhandle his hands behind him. Okay. Hey, Leandra, get over here so you can tie him up. I will go assist. All right, give me a uh, um, survival check, uh, Leandra, as you try to tie him up. Eight. All right. Um, Wait, do I have advantage since someone's holding him? Uh, you would. He's, like, grappling him to get advantage. You'd have to have somebody give you, like, the help action, like Cinnamon. Because uh. Uh, Heradius is kind of occupied at the moment. Cinnamon, get over here and help. All right. I am fine. All right. Cinnamon so uh, over there and help. he comes over and helps, and you're uh, able to tie him up pretty securely and put a gag in his mouth, but he's, like, wild, wild-eyed and, like, freaking out. Okay. Um, let's get the deputy and tomorrow tied up as well. Um, we need to put them all into cells. They're tied up. They shouldn't be able to get to each other, but we need to make sure that they're secure from those of us who have not been affected yet. God, this place fucking sucks. Agreed. Also, stay away from lovely town when it's not in the midst of a pandemic. Stay away from you. Have you been infected? Uh, no. Uh, but I'm not taking a risk. Stay at least one alligator away from me at all times, please. (laughs) I thought you said crocodile, so, but... Potato, potato. There are actually significant differences between them. We don't need to speak about this right now. The Vanguard will be here very soon. We really just need to make sure that we remain as sane as possible. Maybe they'll have crocodiles and alligators with them to judge distance. Uh, if I look around, are they, do I see any like handcuffs or anything like that? Uh, yeah, there's manacles. Um... There's uh, four sets of manacles uh, over here uh, on the wall beside the uh, weapons rack. I'm gonna I'm gonna grab one and toss it to Mew Mew 
and say, Miu Miu, I know it's not ideal, but if you could manacle yourself so that if you do go insane, you are not hurting yourself, that would be great. Quite a reasonable request, Sergeant. All right. Um, I manacle myself. Okay, you manacle yourself. Um, everything like seems to, to calm down here for a bit. It's basically uh, um, the sheriff over here um, who he's like tapping his foot and then it gets louder and faster and faster and faster. Um, you can kind of tell he's freaking out. Um, everybody else except for your party in Mew Mew um, you're pretty much the only ones uh, um, that are not tied up at this point um, Leandra you'll need a constitution saving throw from you please ah oh, fuck me not until we know you're safe 10 Okay. another hour goes by and um, Leandra that uh, that tapping from uh Sheriff Stonefoot's uh, or Stone Tooth's uh, foot is really starting to get on your fucking nerves badly, and uh, you stand up and you go over to uh, Sheriff uh, Stone Tooth's cell and uh, start screaming at him. Could you knock that off? And uh, he stops. Um, you're starting to lose your cool. May I roll an insight to see if I notice this? Um, you definitely notice it. <laughs> I meant like, uh, like it being. If I would starkly, no- yeah, like, do I recognize this as out of character? I think I would. Uh, give me an insight check. Nine. Yeah, you you don't really know her that well. That's reasonable. Um, but after a few minutes, Landra, you know, goes back over here and sits down at uh, the chair behind the desk and she's just uh, like I'm sti- going to make my way to the door <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, I'm just gonna stand idly by the door uh, minding my own business ready to bolt out at any instant okay. bolting's a terrible idea you should just knock Leander out well you see uh, that's a big chance of being uh, hit you know and uh, not really what I'm trying to do. All right. Um, so about this point, it's about 1030 in the morning. And then you are going to hear this roar. And then a huge explosion that sounds like it's coming from the, uh, the south of uh, town here. And then you hear whoosh 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 and then another huge explosion to the um, northwest of here and then you start like hearing like the the screams in the streets that have been filling up like your ear holes now for like the past uh, like 12 hours or so Um, you start hearing less and less screaming and then uh, you hear whoosh, 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 and then another huge explosion on the north side of town. Uh, with my background as a guardsman and a mercenary, would I be able to recognize what this is? Uh, I suspect the vanguard is here. 
you, yeah, you wouldn't have any idea, probably, of what this is. You could look out the window. Uh, I will, uh, take a glance out the window, making sure not to, uh, lose sight of my comrades in the room. Okay. So, you look out the window, and there were some fires here before, but now, looking around, like, trees are on fire, and you can see men and women running through the streets here, screaming on fire until you see like some of them like collapse to the ground and fall still as you're you're like oh wow that's weird and then as you're thinking that you see this huge like gout of fire come from the sky and hit this uh inn that's across the street from you and you just see like the roof explode and go up in flames and some people that had gathered out in front of here that were uh, fighting each other um, immediately your your gaze is brought that way as the the roof explodes and then you see the fire like stream down off the roof and into this group of people and they all uh, are just engulfed in flames and then they just start scattering and running in different directions but they only make it probably about 10 steps before they start staggering and then fall to the ground dead. Had to be one to kill them all. We could have done that ourselves. So, as uh, that, like, stops after probably about 15 minutes and the, the screaming um, that you've heard be pretty much incessant for, like, the past, you know, 12 hours, everything outside goes silent. And then you hear this huge, like, ground rumbling crash as if, like, the biggest boulder you've, you know, ever seen or, like, a side of a mountain, like, hits the ground uh, outside in the street. You go to another window and look out, and you, you've never seen a dragon before, but you're pretty damn sure that this is a dragon as you look out and see this like massive brass scaled dragon take its wings and then stretch them out and then pulls it back to uh, its side. And on top of this uh, dragon, you are going to see a, what appears to be a half elf woman with silver hair and chain mail and a uh, brown cloak climbs down off of it. You can also see now these knights that are going between the houses and buildings now dressed in this uh, like full, still full plate armor carrying uh, long swords and shields. Uh, okay, what do the people going between the houses uh, look like? They're humanoid. Um, some are smaller, some are bigger. They're all dressed in like steel, um, full plate, carrying long swords and shields. Okay. Um, you, you can tell that they're with the Vanguard because they've got the, the Vanguard marking, uh, symbol on their breast. Also, they're all shiny. Uh, I am going to, uh, unbind the door and, uh, make my way out and okay. start approaching them with my hands in the air. Okay. This woman in the, the chain mail um, sees you 
and starts walking towards you and you see her like pull out a, a mace and then you see the brass dragon behind her move forward and rear its head back and uh, you see the woman in the uh, the chainmail raise her hands as in you know stand by and starts walking towards you brass dragon standing by I will uh, I will stop in place until she comes in earshot. Okay, so it's not very far. Um, let me move you over to uh, the uh, new map here. Yeah, I, I'm just having a trouble judging distance. So you uh, step outside of the uh, sheriff's office, which is right here. Yeah, there is a <laughs> brass dragon that's probably about. Uh, 30 feet tall from uh, talons to uh, head um, that's taking up most of the road here in spaces between the buildings uh, you look around and it looks like this whole damn town is on fire um, there's bodies littering the streets they're on fire um, you can see some that appear to have been cut down um, presumably by these knights that are going between the houses. But uh, this uh, half-elf uh, woman starts moving towards you and says, I'm Locks of the Companions. Who are you? Baradia Simpson. Well, Smithen. Uh, under the charge of Leandri... Uh, I forget her last name. Uh, Fields. It's literally Fields. It's the Fields. most ranger last name you can possibly <laughs> Uh, we've been holed up in this place for the last uh, about 20 hours or so. Uh, most of the uh, leaders of the town are inside. Uh, they've been corrupted by the infection or whatever's going around. Uh, I don't believe I've been infected, but one of our companions has, and I'm under suspicion that one other has, has as well. Um, she walks up to you, and she takes uh, her mace and puts it back in the, uh, the strap at her side and she reaches up and like takes your head in her hand and like starts like moving it around looking at your face and then like your neck have you been attacked by any of them uh attacked not hit i don't believe i'm infected uh from my understanding it seems to pass by uh by wounds you haven't been bitten or scratched no ma'am and uh you see her cast this spell and she says, yes, it appears that you're fine. Well, your friends are inside? Uh, yes, Leandra Fields, Miomo, I don't know his last name. Uh, Dragonborn, he seems to have been infected. He's in the southmost cell. And uh, some magic caster, Cinnamon, though I'm not sure of her, uh, of uh, Cinnamon's status of infection. You're not Vanguard, are you? Uh, Vanguard initiate, ma'am. Stand outside. And she, like, points over in the uh, grass out here in front of the uh, the building over towards the brass dragon. Uh, I will walk over there and stand at attention very stiffly. And uh, the brass dragon leans down probably about two feet from your head and sniffs you and then snorts and then lifts its head back up and is staring intently at the, uh, the front of this place. And the rest of you inside... Um, Can I... Sorry, I just want to point out that if if Talia was still here, she would 100% be trying to pet the dragon. 
I'm a little sad that she didn't get the opportunity to. All right. Animal petting check. So uh, Cinnamon, Leandra, and uh, Mew Mew, and the uh, the sheriff are the only ones in here right now who isn't insane and tied up. You're going to see this uh, silver-haired uh, half-elf walk uh, into the uh, the room here. You see her, like, scan the room and just shakes her head. And then she's going to walk over to uh, you, Leandra. And she says, you, Sergeant, come here. Leandra will come over there, I suppose. I'm locks of the companions. We came as soon as we got your message. It's the situation here. As she looks around the room. Uh, as near as we can tell, the the initiate the the initial infection started with that man, and she's going to point at him. And uh, he had uh, this on him, and she'll pull out the. It's totally a talon. It's one hundred percent. That's what it's called. It's a talon. She's gonna pull out the talon, the dragon talon, and and show her. And uh, she sees that, and she says, "I'll I'll take that." As she. You know, shakes her head. She holds out her hand for you to give it to her. I'll, I'll give it to her. So she looks at it and wraps it back up, and you see her put it at a in a satchel at her side. Have you been bitten, scratched, attacked? I have not, but would I know that I don't? I would know that I don't feel like myself, right? Uh, you were attacked. I was attacked? Hit. Yeah, out at the wedding party. That's why you're missing hit points. Oh, Right. Uh, yeah, but they stabbed me with a fork. I don't know if that matters. What do you do with forks? Oh, yeah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll say I was. She, much the same as she did to uh, Heradius, she takes your uh, head in her hand and she looks at you and then looks in your eyes and she's like staring in your eyes for like a long moment and you start like... If it wasn't like awkward and weird, it makes it more awkward and weird because you know that you were attacked by one of these things and you could very well be infected. And you see her cast a spell and she says, I, it was in you, but now it's gone. What about these others here? The ones you have rightly tied up. They've all been infected in one way or another. They've either done the attacking or been attacked. The man in that cell, and she'll again point, um, he attacked uh where oh no the stranger that guy that guy's the stranger um had been entertaining uh, entertained by this young woman and she was the next to to begin the the trouble from there it cascaded into everyone everyone in the town it sounds about right do you have did he have any other possessions on him uh yeah she'll bring the the sack over. This is all he had with him. That and the, the dragon talon that I gave you. She uh, looks through the, the items and nothing very helpful here. What about these others over here? The cat and the dragon man and the dwarf. Um, they are initiates into the vanguard. Wow, my brain just... Um, they're vanguard initiates. I was leading them here to check out what was suspected to be a red talon cell. Uh, Mew Mew, the, the dragon man, um, felt some symptoms, so he locked himself in the cell and shackled himself to protect it, to protect himself. Um, Cinnamon doesn't seem to be having any symptoms, and Horatius has been extremely helpful in tying and gagging everyone. What about the dwarf? 
Would be the sheriff. And uh, the sheriff says, I got a name. Well, what is it, dwarf? Stone Tooth. I'm the chef here, and yes, I was bitten by one of them. Gotta say, I'm feeling all right, though. And uh, you see companion locks walk over here, looks at him, motions for him to come forward, and she takes uh, his uh, head in her hand and stares into his uh, eyes for a long time. And then you just hear her sigh. She says, and the dragon man, come, let's check you out. And she walks over and uh, motions for you to come to the bar. She says, how have you been feeling? I've heard a brief flash of irritability, nothing since then. I suspect this contagion is spread by touch, not necessarily by wounds. We'll discuss that later. For now, come here. And she motions for you to come closer to the bars. Do so. Um, she takes your head in her hands and like opens your mouth and like looks inside and then lifts your head up and like looks like she's like looking at your neck and then she looks into your eyes for a long moment and she says you're lucky it appears that it was with you for a while but now it's not and uh, she has says uh, to you Landra do you have the keys to these cells she does. They're on the ground. Uh, at least if uh, she listened to me and didn't pick them up. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're still on the ground. Okay. You uh, point to them and uh, locks, walks over and bends down and picks up the keys and opens up your cell. Mew Mew. And she motions for you to uh, walk out. Gladly. So uh, you walk outside and she says, uh, if you would all step outside, we'll discuss this further. And she motions um, towards the door for you to walk out. Uh, is that Trevor still has his sword? Is that correct? Uh, no, you would have disarmed him and put it over in that rack. All right, great. Sentiment's going to make sure to take that sword because I have a feeling they're just going to burn this entire house down. So, okay. so you take the sword. Um, you are you all walking outside? Yes. Yep. Okay, so. You all uh, walk outside, and uh, you're kind of taken aback, as uh, I don't believe any of you had looked out the window, just uh, Heradius. The scene outside is just like pure carnage. Most of the town's on fire. There's this huge brass dragon sitting out in front of the sheriff's office. Um, you see uh, Heradius uh, over there standing by the dragon as... Uh, You'll hear some screams and you'll hear like uh, like a wet sound and like you turn and you see that like one of these knights has uh, cut down one of these screaming townsfolk that has ran towards them. So you make it outside and locks walks uh, past you over to the side of the uh, the red drag or the brass dragon. You may want to stand over here. All right, God woman. They were victims. And there'll be many more if this this isn't taken care of. Please. No, very well. So you all move over here to the side and you hear Locks uh, say, Carathus, the dragon, rears back its head and takes this huge breath and this stream of fire springs from its mouth onto the uh, sheriff's office and the the roof explodes and the building catches fire you called it i'm um, standing there awkwardly silent 
so is uh, Locks as, you know, she's staring at this uh, sheriff's office that's erupted into flames. And you can see now that some of these knights are uh, finishing up and they're starting to assemble out here in front of the, uh, the brass dragon. You look around and it appears to be about two dozen of them. Um, you see them wiping off their blades, which are covered in blood and gore. After a long moment, Lox turns to uh, you, Leandra, and says, I know you must have questions. Um, I do. And I think that's a good place to end it. Nice. <sighs> Dragons are big. Mm-hmm. It's a big dragon. 14d6 piercing damage. Yeah, uh, contagions fucking suck. Gotta burn it out. My god, Leandra, you were so lucky. You needed a 10. Thank God. (laughs) You needed a 10. All right, y'all. Well, I hope everybody had fun today. It was pretty good. It's nice uh, staying a crocodile away from everybody. I was like, oh my god, what's going to happen if one of these guys gets infected? Uh, I'm not going near him. Yeah, probably. Probably death. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dungeons & Debacles podcast. If I could ask a halfling-sized favor, give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It's the best way to support us. New episodes come out every Monday, so make sure to check your podcast app. If you have an idea to make the podcast better, Tell us about it on Twitter or Facebook. You can also check out our website to see all the maps, lore, and characters at DungeonsAndDebaclesPodcast.com. And now a word from our fantasy sponsor. Have you been injured in a fight between a group of adventurers and town thugs? I'm Hamish the Hammer, and I can get you the gold you deserve. I was minding my own business when a fight spilled onto the streets. The next thing I know, an arrow hits me in the leg. I'm a stable hand and I need me legs. They had to cut it off when the road set in. That's a day I won't forget, that's for sure. The hammer got me the gold to get me a peg leg, in compensation for my time away from work. Thank you, Hamish. It's a story you hear every day. A man gets caught up in a fight that isn't his. Going to the town guard or petitioning the leader of your village takes too long when you need gold now. My professional team of negotiators gets to the root of the problem and persuades them to do the right thing. I don't get paid unless you do. Send a raven with a message about your problem to Luskane, care of Hamish the Hammer, for a free consultation. The Hammer gets you what they owe. Also, I've lost all track of what Leandra's voice is supposed to be. I apologize. (laughs) Perhaps he was Russian? No, I'm pretty sure that was uh, cinnamon. cinnamon. I think mine was more like a, oh, because I was a noble, so I'm going to speak like, I think that was her voice, but I'll figure it out. I kind of want you to be like really brash, like large Marge from uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I don't understand that reference. Like Paula Pell. You've never seen Pee Wee's Big Adventure? No. What? We'll, we'll, we'll talk about this later. I'm so disappointed in you. <laughs> Why don't we just uh, change this entire podcast into uh, a movie watching podcast and we make like a Mystery Science Theater 3000 uh, 
type content. We might have to do a bonus episode. It's just us watching Pee Wee's big adventure and reacting with Hannah. Our characters get teleported into the real world, and uh, we're forced to watch watch, uh, Pee Wee's big adventure in a space station. The music you heard on this episode was Crossing the Chasm, Crowdhammer, Five Armies, and Majestic Hills by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License. CreativeCommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0.